Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Friends, this morning I went to an hour of adoration and worship at the chapel. I went with a friend early before going into a convention that we are attending for small businesses, for Christian small businesses. And we had a beautiful experience. The presence of God is palpable everywhere, but sometimes it falls heavy and beautifully when we open our hearts in worship to God. And I am in a season where the Lord has been training me in worship and has been instructing me on the ways that he would like for me to sit in silence and not speak so much because I speak in many places and he's been training me to, to be in a place of worship. And I was reading in a little booklet afterwards that when we are in, in a place of worship and with a humble heart and an open heart and a grateful heart and filled with love, we elevate our eyes and our prayer and our song to God that he even stops the choirs of angels to hear the voice of the humblest person on earth that is praying in this way. And that just warmed my heart that he has such, such a loving, loving disposition towards us who are so small. In the readings for today, we have one of the suffering servant episodes from Isaiah, is Isaiah 53, that the Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity, that he was an offering for sin, and that because of his affliction, he shall see the light in fullness of days, because this servant shall, shall justify many. It's a very short, very, very short reading, and it is a difficult reading because the Lord suffered so much, and that's one of the words that many times we try to avoid, who likes suffering? None of us like it. If we have a headache, we take a pill. If you can, right? I have friends who cannot. If in any way we are experiencing difficulties, we try to find a way to return to comfort. The psalm for today reminds us of this suffering that comes in life because of loss. We will experience other people dying and things disappearing or getting lost, whether it's the loss of a job or the loss of an opportunity or a project or, or your wallet. Anything that you, we lose can create either small or big suffering, an illness, the loss of health, <clears throat> um, a problem with finances. So we can have a, the experience of suffering on many different categories. So this Psalm 33 on verse 22 says, Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. As different things happen in our life, we can very easily fall off the path because we find ourselves facing situations that we didn't know before and our reactions to those can be new. I remember when we lost a baby, we had never imagined how that would feel to actually know that you're pregnant, tell everybody, be that joyful place where you're imagining what that looks like and you're imagining names and you're on that path for a few weeks and then all of a sudden 
the baby's heart stops and you lose that life. And it is a very new circumstance that brings up all kinds of thoughts and feelings in each person experiencing a loss that are unexpected. The verse today, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you, is this sense of anchoring in the hope of God that he will walk with us and that he will have mercy as we move in and out of the path based on our emotions. Our emotions are these clouds that come in the dashboard of our life and they rain or they keep give us sunshine, but they disappear because they're not something that we can hold on to. The Lord, however, is trustworthy and his justice and his kindness are forever. We can hold on to those and in his mercy, he waits for us to return back to the path and he is sending messengers and helpers. Many times we don't see that those helpers or messengers, but they are on the way. And definitely on my trip uh, for this convention with my friend Sophia, the two Sophias sent two by twos. As we said, we went on a grand adventure, grand spiritual adventure. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing to worship together and to allow ourselves to be in the presence of God and to help one another, to sharpen each other, praying together and listening for God's for God's will. The second reading for today is from the letter of the of Hebrews, and it reminds us that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, that is Jesus, and he can sympathize with our weaknesses because he's been tested like us. So therefore, we can approach the throne of grace boldly, confidently to receive mercy. This is the place in Hebrews 4 where we are given instructions to approach the throne with boldness because Jesus, who was the suffering servant of the first reading, is our high priest. He is the one interceding for, for us and therefore we can place our trust in his mercy in that place of the Holy of Holies where we are with him because he is with us. And he said, wherever you have me, I will be there and you will be with me. The gospel reading for today is from Mark 10. And we find the sons of thunder, James and John, coming to Jesus and telling him, we want you to do for us what we want you to do for us, right? So approach the bold, uh, the, the throne of grace boldly. They are doing that. And they are saying, grant us that we may sit to your right and left in your glory. And that's how we come to the throne of grace very much, right? We come with our own plans, seeking the signature of God and saying, Lord, uh, sign here in the dotted line. This is our plan. And sometimes prayers don't come through the way we ask for them because it is not the plan that is needed for our salvation. It's not the plan that is needed for the ultimate good of our life or others. So Jesus tells them that they will go through hardship and that it is not up to him to determine who goes to the right or to the left. But the ones around are indignant saying, how could you, how could you even say that, right? Sometimes we come with our petitions and others can sharpen us, like my friend Sophia and I in, in conversation and in prayer, sharpening one another and saying, let's discern the will of God. So whatever adventure you're on, whatever uh, place the Lord is sending you two by two, whatever way you are approaching the, 
the uh, throne of grace boldly. Let us rem remember that Jesus, our priest and our hope in heaven, has our best interest at hand, and he will accomplish in due time whatever he has promised. So let us pray together. Father, your son walked amongst us, and now he sits with you in heaven interceding for us. Thank you. Thank you that you are with us. Thank you that your son walked and knows our world as a human. Thank you that we can intercede, that we can come to your throne, Father. You've made us your adopted sons and daughters, and you've given us through that adoption a place of great honor, even though we don't deserve it because we are so foolish so many times. But we are grateful that you've written our names and that you've written a story for our life that is in your book of life. And in that book, Father, you are telling us your highest aspirations for us. You're telling us your highest dreams for us. Let us hear your voice, Father. Let us grow in faith, Father, that we may accomplish the mission that you have given us. Because Jesus says it is written and we want to operate from that book of life. Give us our assignment, Father, and bless us. And thank you because you keep your promises. We pray always in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.